0: Good morning everybody, today Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Lamid in Maseches Yevamos, but we will begin with, uh, we're behind, 17 lines down in and Beis, we're talking about Bayi Ravah, May Shammai. It Shammai actually was a logical point to start, and before you give me the stink eye, Andrew, this is where Shalom Razner Shlita uh, left off uh, I, th- I think last cycle okay, Ba'y Ravah, maybe this cycle May Merlebet Shamai. Nisuin also or erisin osa, right? So we discussed yesterday the concept of a I saw Jeffrey Retches at a Shlita, at a uh Brachas last night, and I told him that we're using him as an example. If he's around taking videos, that's a simcha. He always brings uh, thoughts of simcha to everybody's mind. The question is, you're doing the Maimar. Does it do nisuin? Does it affect an actual nisuin? Or does it affect an erisin? What would be the difference? the Right, that's another way of saying is, what would be the uh, nafkamina. So, so what are those things? Well, we know, I'll give it away, I'll say it outside first. We know that, what's the difference between erisin and nesuin? So let's go through it very briefly. We're going to obviously learn Masechah's Kiddushin, God willing. That's our intention. We're in uh, Seder Nashim, but erisin is the stage of uh, what we call Kiddushin, Right? Which is where you set aside the woman for, uh, for yourself, right, so to speak. And then, right, where the man and the woman uh, get together with Kiddushin, that has a lot of implications at that point, right? She would, in fact, uh, get a Ksuba. There is already, uh, at that point, an Issa Asius issue, considered an Asius issue. However, there are extra levels once there's an nisun is the next level, which is what is accomplished by. Chupa, um, and then Kanisa Right when the man and the woman start living together, so then there are extra things like yorsha. Right at that point, the husband can inherit his wife. That doesn't happen until nisuin. Litamala. At that stage, once you've hit the stage of nisuin, there's permission. If he is a kohen, he would then contaminate himself for her. Right, uh, become Tameh, where he had to, Khalilah, bury her. And the famous idea, which we'll hopefully learn in Maseches Nedarim at great depth, but we'll have to learn many, many times throughout Seder Nashe. and before that, is to the ability that a husband has to annul and assuage vows. The halacha is that during the state of Kedushin, okay, a husband can annul a vow if a woman makes a vow, but only collectively with her father. Okay? It has to be a joint effort. But once you have Nisuin, the husband can do it on his own. And so that's where the Gemara is headed. The Gemara is gonna say, if you think that maimar could affect these, trigger these Yorsha, the Tamila and the Hafer well, hashta arusa alma tani uh with regards to uh, erisin, which is Kiddushin, e- we can, even if you do full-fledged erisin in Kiddushin, what, what it's trying to say is that maimar. Is like discount Erison, you would think. And how could Mymar be more than Erison? Mymar sounds like it's sort of like an Erison type of, of procedure for the Yavon. And so if Arison can't do it, you would think Kalvachomer that Maimer can't do it. That's where he's trying to go. That's what he, by saying Arusa be'alma tani With regards to an actual Arusa, Chia said, Ishto Arusa, that when his wife, mind you, she's already called Ishto, she's an ash ish, but Lo he's not going to be an onein for her. You don't have the state of aninus were she to chalila die. and if he's a kohen, he's not going to be contaminated her to bury her. he, and similarly, should he die, lo lo. Right, she doesn't become an onus and she doesn't tamit to him. Mesa, ena yorsha. If she passes away, he, he's not yorisha, right? In the state of erison, mesu, gobeak, goba, It is true. It is true that if he passes away, she's going to collect the ksuba. So in that sense, it's going to be like, it doesn't get, you know, more closer than that. But that, notwithstanding the ksuba, all of these other aspects, even in full-fledged erison, uh, you don't have. So, avad maimer would What is it possible that Mimer, which sounds like it's a, right, um, off-brand erisin is that? Do you need to teach you that that would uh, that that would have a state of erisin? So that can't be that it's actually. So he asked, "Does it do nisuin or erisin?" Well, it, it the most it could do, we're saying is erisin, right? And therefore, in, in, it is never a habamina, right? Rabba's question of whether it's erisin or nisuin, the most it could be is erisin. It's certainly not going to be nisuin. So what was he asking? So Abayah says, This is what you mean to ask, Rabba. You mean to ask with regards to chuppah. Do you need a, a, a chuppah as follows? What's the question? Like this. Because Maimar and Yibum, right, are are in a certain sense a little bit different than a person just marrying somebody from town off the block, a regular erisin and kiddushin. Why? Because maimar has yibum to follow. It's a formality that you do, but you're already a yavam. As we said, she fell to you, so to speak, already. And so it's a real question whether you're going to need the chuppah and the and the nisuin. In other words. Okay, you want to formalize it, and you want and the Chazal wanted to formalize it. They wanted you bring Jeffrey Reshes and Nasi Gross and to make a ceremony, so it's not just like, oh, come now, we're we're moving in together. Fine, but the moving in together part is already understood because there's a Yibum situation. It's not a regular heirs situation. So that's what uh, uh Rabbi was asking. Do you need a Chuppah? That's what he's saying. Once you do Maimer. Are you going to need a chuppah? So that's what it means. Lo ba yomisir the chuppah, or maybe once you did maimar, it only had the effect of erisin, and sure enough, you're still going to need to have a chuppah. So you're still going to go through. Is the maimar just the beginning of an erisin and nisuin procedure, or is it the beginning of an erisin procedure? It's like an erisin procedure where the nisuin already has essentially understood to have taken place. So Amarle, so answered Rava, "Hashlo maimar." Well. Even when he didn't do Maimer, this is something we're going to see in Nun Gimel. Uh, Rabbi said, not exactly. I understand what you're saying, uh, uh right? Uh, Abai is answering Rabbi. He said, I understand what you're saying, but the fact of the matter is that this part of the old school way that we're doing this, where you actually, it's a Yavam and you don't do any soon, that's understood. Because Yavam, yavaleah means, as we'll see in Daphna Gimel, that she doesn't have that much choice in the matter were he to do it, right? Without a chuppah, right, he that would work as a yibum. So that would be even in the absence of maimur. So we see that even without maimur, you don't need chuppah is the point. And therefore, if you did maimur, you certainly would not need chuppah. So what Abayah is saying, it doesn't sound... Like, the question has to do with chuppah or not, because certainly you don't need chuppah. So now Rabbi is finally going to clarify his question as follows. I'm a She'ani omer, right? Here's what I want to say. That if you do Maimar, right, as we've just already discussed, anya yevimah, anya Yavama, then at that point, amazingly enough, it's no longer an old school, biblical style yibum situation. And the zikas yavamim, amazingly, now departs. Now you've decided to do maimer. It's as if you've done Kidushin, And now she's no longer, and it's a fascinating thing, right? Because after all, Barry, you're going to be married to this woman, let's say God willing, for many years in good health and have many children. That would be the best case scenario, right? But do you always want to be, hello, uh, let me introduce you to my yavama? You know what I mean? That's not cool and how does you even write that in the wedding invitations? You know, when my son got married, there's actually from the OU a uh, list of the right way. These days, it's complicated. If one's a doctor and one's a, and one's a, not a doctor, how do you say doctor and Mrs., Mrs. and doctor, rabbi and doctor, or if, you know, it has 30 permutations, believe it or not. Be that as it may, if one of the, if if she's a Yavama, that's not really, uh socially the best and the most socially acceptable perhaps it would be better to say once you're already giving Yibum and you transition by doing Maimer, which was the takanas khazal so now she's going to be mrs yevama right she's going to be your wife and if once she's going to be your wife we're transitioning out of the yibum mode and into actual Isha's mode. And we do call her Ishto, we see in the Mishnayas, right? So she becomes full-fledged wife. So that's what Rabbi wanted to say. It's a fascinating idea. That maybe vimto, once you've initiated a marriage, right, in the Yibum context, all, this Zika, all the Zika, all these Shiva guys, when they come over to me, you know we're learning that feeling. He said, like, no, so what do you think Zika? What does Zika mean? I said, okay, we're going to sit up four months discussing what Zika is from your yeshiva. So even though we don't have the luxury of that kind of time, we understand this, uh, this is an amazing idea. That the Zika actually leaves. The loves of Zika Arison. And a new Zika of actual Arison is now in place. She's no longer your Yavama, so to speak. She's transitioned into your wife. Wow, and therefore it's conceivable once she's transitioned into your wife that she's going to actually require what, Andrew? Nisuin. If, if she was still an old school Yavama, so then ain't a Chinami. A Yavama technically doesn't even need Mimer. But once you did Mimer, so we thought it was a Kavachomer, that she doesn't need Mimer, but if you didn't, eh, when she doesn't need Nisuin if she's a Yavama. And therefore, if she, even without Mimer. So once you did Maimur, she certainly doesn't need Nisuin. Not so fast. Once you did Maimur, she's no longer your vama. Now she's your wife. And now she certainly does need Nisuin. That's a fascinating idea. Thank you, Rabba, for that insight. So Rabba asks, "My so okay. So what's, what, at the end of the day, what's Allaha? So let's see. Tashma. Maybe we can learn from the following Mishnah. Shemarus Yavam. A woman is waiting for a Yavam. Ben Yavam Echad ben Shnei Yavamim. Right? The question is, does she need these things? So we're back to that. Well, let's say she's awaiting one or two yavamim. so Rabbi Leezer Omer Yafer, that either one of the yavamim can be Mefer HaNeder. Fascinating. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Leechat HaVlele Yeah, if, you, if, you, if a woman falls to one brother, so then we know who the brother is, he has the power to Mefer HaNeder, or if she falls to two brothers, then because of the Safek, we don't know who it's gonna be, right? Right, like Rashi explains, the the Yavim Right? If she falls to two, so according to Rabbi Yeshua, we don't know who it is, and to do that topic, neither of them could be made for another. And maybe a kiva lola achad You're never you're never going to allow a woman uh, this is all in the Dharmayan dialect, you're never going to um how allow a Yavam whether, well, even if it's one brother, to be Mefer nether, Okay. So, ba, and we analyze the mission as follows. I understand. Rabbi Akiva just holds, Right? Rabbi Akiva holds that once you did, right, that once you had the Shomeris Yavam, there is no Zika at all, and therefore, you're not going to be able to be Mefer Neder. Yeshua, Ein Right? According to Yeshua, due to the Safek, so then, once you have two, there is going to be no zika, right? But the, in order to have a zika, you need to know who the guy is going to be. El rabbi nihinami the zika. It's fascinating. Rabbi leizer obviously holds that there is a zika, right? Even if he holds a zika, bishleim lechad mefer el amai. In other words, okay, Rabbi leizer, we see you. You'd say that you could do hafaris nadar, and presumably for the same reason, right? That right that we said that Rabbi Yeshua said that but how could you possibly have a Zika for two potential Yavams when we don't know which one is going to be the Yavam, the Amar of Ami to go into Oh, so if Ami had explained that Mishnah, uh, that he did Maimar, Uveit he did Amar, kona kinetician gummer and then we go back to this idea of Bechamai mm-hmm. when he was saying that mm-hmm. a Maimar affects an actual kenyan and once you do that uh, actual kenyan kenyan gummer well the application would be that in fact you do have you can do a first mind you that w- that would in fact in the end be more powerful than an Aresin, uh at the end of the day if it's a kenyan gummer within Bechami so then it is more powerful than Erison we thought that it was a co- that that it was understood that it was off brand Erison, apparently not uh, another kid is here is that we already know that there are this is like we're not you know, we're behind. But 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 the point is, if you're in yeshiva, you would have to ask the question. We already have many instances where we had multiple Zika simultaneously. That was the whole issue. So you say, oh, well, maybe it's turban, and if it's multiple Zika simultaneously, that's why if two sisters fall down, fall to two brothers simultaneously, then they can't marry each other, right? So we know that Zika can have a simultaneous aspect to it, but apparently here with respect to the faris Darm, we're, we're not assuming that way, right? We're, we had a, we, we, the, oh, why am I saying that, Barry? Because the only case where Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami could see that there was a Zika is if somebody did Maimar. Well, the question is, if somebody did maimer. So, how does that help with for the tray? How does that help for two? So, the Gemara concludes. So, first of all, with respect, with respect to this Kenyan Gomer, with respect to the Kenyan Gomer, obviously, if, it, if this Kenyan Gomer of Maimar actually has the effect of Nisuin, then that would, in fact, effectuate a, a, a potential, a uh, power, if you will, to be made for the Nether right? How could it be that if it's erison you're going to be made to, uh, that how can it be that it'll give the husband the authority to be made for nether? And now, of course, we're going to quote the Mishnah in the Durham, and we know where this is going. This is going to teach us that only Nisuin is made for nether, not Kiddushin. Let's see it inside. Right? Famous Mishnah concept in right in the darim that if you have a Nara Murasah, then guess who uh, can be made for her nether? Well, she only has irisin. She's not yet in the state of Nisuin. And therefore, Uba It can't be the husband on his own that's made for her neder. The father and the husband have to have a joint effort. But that proof is actually rejected because Amr of Nachanber Yitzchak, my mefer, mefer b'shutfus. Okay, he ruined it. Of Nachanber Yitzchak took all of these Rayas in the Durham, and he says all the safaris in that we're talking about here... Uh, earlier, when we quoted right, Mind Dalid, all of those cases were b'shutfas. Well, once you say all those cases were b'shutfas, we go back to square one, and we realize that this has nothing to do, in fact, with whether Maimer affects Kiddushin or Nisuin, or at least we can't um, learn anything from the Hafaris Nadarm aspect of it because of the fact that uh, the, all of the cases in Nadarm had to do with Shutfas, Baal, and the father, and therefore, once it was Bishud Fisbal and the father, it does not shed light at all on whether the uh, Maimer did anything with respect to Nisuin. Okay. Fine. So, again, R- Raviyami held that Maimer was, was the complete acquisition, right, uh, of the Avama. But let, let's understand the other, asp- the other uh, w- view, ways and how they. Reflect Meimor. Right earlier in the Mechlokas, and Rabbi Lezav said that Meimor Right, the only way. What does Meimor do? Right, it rejects the other Yavums. Okay, and it rejects the 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 sister from Yibum. So Am Mefer So then, wait a minute. Why can it even can't? Why can he even be do with Shutfus? In other words, I can understand. According to Ravi Ami, who understands that Maimar is Kone Lagamre, I can understand how the Baal and the father can reject vows of bishutfas. But according to Rabbi Lazar, who says, Bechamai holds that Maimar ain't no Kone, then even it shouldn't work. What's the Baal doing here altogether? The Baal has no kinyan on this woman. Why, what, why does the father need his help? To be Mayfair, the woman's dad there. So, when I say that Maimer is only Kona in order to effectuate the, right, to, to, to get the rival sister Yavama out of the picture, I say it in the context where I'm just saying that the, it, that it is not sufficient for the Maimer to need a, to have a get alone, meaning she would need more than a get. She would need also chalitza in order to, to be discharged, right, as a yavama. However, la affaire nederemi I never said anything about nedarim. In other words, we have a, a bunch of superimposed, right, ideas here. Maimar is good enough for a first nedarim, right, albeit with the father. But you still need chalitza because of ibum concerns. So we have sort of superimposed concerns here. The ibum concern, Mayimur will address in a different way than the afaris Nadarm. You can't be black and white about it. You can't be absolute. It's not like, oh, if it, if it works for Afars Nadarm, it has to work uh, to ibum, And if it only works, and if, and, and if you need a chalitza afterwards, it means that you're not made for an The two are two separate concerns. Or that's one way to resolve it. But Iyibayas ema. another way to say it, is Amalach Lazar who holds that Maimer equals Airisin, right? Me Is everything really that peachy? Mikatani Yaferu. The the Brahsa doesn't say Yaferu. The Yafar Katani. it teach it says that he could do that the Yavam sounds like the Yavum can be made for his nether by himself. Well El Haqba Mayaskinan So we have to explain in that case, it can't be exactly what we said before that it's an actual Airison, rather Shaamda Bad Case must be where the almost stood bedin with the Yavum, right because he refused to take her in yibum. this was a Aguna case right a horrible case woman falls to yibum, and there's let's say one surviving brother he doesn't want to do yibum. he doesn't want to do Halitza it's a horrible case so what do they do the bezin said okay wise guy well guess what I don't know why you don't want to take her in but you're responsible for her financially. We're protecting her. And they issued a psak that this aguna, uh, so to speak, right, is going to have to be supported. He's going to pay child support one way or another. So what happened in that case? Well, Mizonos. Ah, anytime we will see this in the Dharm, it's going to be very clear, but those go in hand in hand. What gives you the authority to be made for another the child support, meaning the wife support. If you are taking care of her Mizonos, that goes hand in hand. As the Gemara says, derava, derava, as we will see, any woman who is, does another does so Al Das Baila, which is to say um, that is related to Her Mizonos, right? That it, once he's her baal, if he's high for Her Mizonos, then it is that at that point where he is mefer her nether. So Andrew's tapping his foot uh, furiously. It's late; we got to go on, but I do want to summarize very briefly because we've said a lot, and it's not yet six o'clock. But we're we're in trouble. But here we go. The question was: Is Maimer nisuin? So Rabbi Liazah said, "Who mefer nedarea, Which was mashma yes. Then Rabbi Yami said uh, that mashma that it's nisuin. And therefore, right, because Rabbi Lezer said, who made for Nedareah? If army Ami understood within Rabbi that means, yeah, that he's Nisun. Nachman by said, not so fast. When it said, who made for Nedareah, it means, who via?" that's a shutfus. And Rabbi in the first case, said, yes, he's made for Nether, but with the father, and it's not really Nisun, it's half-baked. And the issues of uh, Hafaris Nadarim which was supposedly Araya from early Ezra, are not exactly necessarily intertwined with the Yibum, And in the second version of the Ezra we said now, is that no, that it's really otherwise not Nisuin. It happens to be that we're talking about a case of forced Mizonos, in which case that's why he's made for nether, and therefore that has nothing to do, per se, with whether Maimer is Nisuin or not. So this idea of whether he's made for nether or not is not necessarily reflective of whether it's Nisuin. We're left with the great question. What does maimer effectuate? Nisuin or Erison. So now we resume with the Mishnah on the very top of Lamed aleph, and we're back to the puppets. Shlosha achen. Okay, three brothers. Brother one, brother two, brother three. Okay, so these two are going to marry sisters. Look at how identical they look. And then the third one is going to marry a nachris, which doesn't mean a shiksa, it just means an unrelated sister. As you can see by this ethnicity, don't look at that Andrew, you're racist. Okay. One of the brother one dies. Turn him around. Okay. He married to one of the sisters. Okay, over she goes. You know what? I'm going to kill this guy because he's closer. There we go. Okay, so he was Machnes Suziishto. He could do that. That's cool, because they're not related. Okay. umes. Uh oh. So brother three died. Okay. Harishona Isha. Okay, so what happens? Well, guess what? Brother one can't take her as in- into Yibum. That's his wife's sister. Okay. She's gonna be Yotzum Mishum Achos Isha. Mishum This harkens back to Mishnah one in Yavamo's. Yes, it's exactly, it's Akhos Ishta fell to him, and therefore she's Aser and therefore the other ones will be Pata Bishur, Mishum Sarasa. But what if, we just talked about Maimar, what if what happened was Asaba Maimar, who, upon, right, uh, his death, right, uh, upon Brother Two's death, Brother Three, what did he do? He did Maimar. Okay, so he's like dead, but he didn't marry her. He didn't, he wasn't her. He did like Maimer. She's kind of like hanging in the air over here, right? He only did mimer. So what do you say then? He only did Maimer. He didn't actually her. So now when he dies, would you say, when brother three dies, would you say that the sister falls to Yebum? and his pater, her, and her tzara? Or would you say that because he only did Maimar and did not do a full kiddushin, right, a full yibum, would you say that he never got a chance to be machneser fully, right? And therefore, right, she never fell to yibum. So maybe, maybe brother one should in fact take the nachris to yibum because the nachris has no relation to his wife. That's the question. And essentially the question is, does the mimer effectuate a yibum enough to to make her his wife to pot her up then from yibum when brother three dies? That's the question. The answer is we don't know. And one and therefore nachris choletzas velomicha In other words, certainly right. Once he did mimer, again. Brother 1 and brother 2 married sisters. So and and the sister that brother and brother 2 died went to brother 3. Then brother 3 died and eventually the sister of brother 1's wife eventually is going to come around to brother 2 and he can't brother 1 and he can't take her for yibum. But so he's never going to take her for yibum. But the question is if brother 3 only did Mimer, maybe she's not in the picture yet. Had had he never done anything, right? With with the sister and he just passed away, having been married to the Nachris, who he in fact was fully married to. Then certainly, brother one would take the Nachris as a Yavama. He would perform Mibum on her. The question is, does the Maimer ruin it or not? That's the question of the Mishnah. We're going to have various variations of this. So says the Gemara: Time to the Abid "Hallo Halavid Maimar, Nachrius Yavuma Yeah, the Gemara spells the obvious. What I just said that if brother three had never done Maimer on this on brother one's wife's sister, so then certainly his Nachri wife would certainly fall to Yibum. Ah, So therefore Amar of Nachman merit ain't Zika, V'afilu Bechad, Acha, that even the case with the falls to only one brother, because don't forget, Brother Three at the time that the Yibum fell to him, was in fact the only surviving brother. And despite being the only surviving brother, we're questioning what does the Maimer affect? Well, that seems to imply that there's no Del Raisa Zika. If you had real Zika, then it wouldn't matter. Right, If we said that there was Zika, so we're using this mission as a data point, uh, all three Yavamas dotted throughout Yavamas or the Mishnahis, that it will apply one way or the other, whether there is a full fledged Zika or not. Well, if we're talking about Mimer, uh, then maybe. So, so Barry wants to say, wait a minute, maybe there was a Zika, then once he did the Mimer, the Zika fell out, and it was no, no longer Zika's Yavim, Zika's Nisuin. We can go at this all day, okay? But the point is that. Um, that's what Rav Nachman thought, that that meant that the Ein Zika, because after all, if it was a real biblical bond to the third, bro- to brother three, then obviously, it, once brother three dies, both the sister and the Nachris would be muteris, because it would have been an actual bond, and therefore, that would be who would fall to brother one, and certainly brother one can't take them in into Nebom because of the fact that they are his wife's sister and the, and the associated Sarah. Okay, let's do a variation. Next mission. Good, everything's the same, except for what happens here. Okay, let's switch the order. In our case, right, brother three dies first. So then brother two, and he's married, brother two is married to the sister. And he takes the Nakhris. So that's fine. When he dies, so then certainly he was already married to the sister. So brother two was already married to the sister. So certainly when he dies, brother one is not, is not going to be able to take uh, either of these women into in Yibam, right? Because he was already, they were already married to sisters. Okay. So sure enough, that's Alakha. halacha. Certainly brother one can't take either of them. However, also So the question here is, what if brother two only did maimer on the nachris, right? And then he died. So nachris with v'lomit yabemes. This, the Gemara is going to say, is a chiddush. The fact that the nachris needs chalitza, because after all, in the second case, right, how is the nachris chaletzes? Who did maimer? Wait a minute. Shimon did maimer with the unrelated woman and died childless. Why is she choletzis velomis yabemis at all? Isn't she at best? In other words, if she's related, she's either not related at all, in which case you don't have to do yibum, or she's totally related, but she's related and she's a co-wife with a sister. How is yibum here? So the Gemara says, hasu Lamali, Why is this mission necessary? So hainu hach, right? It's the same halacha. So we say, no, hashta uma hasam. In the previous Mishra case, the Achos Isha Habiat Sar and right, we said that the Achos Isha and the Nachris were co-wives. Amas Nachris Asura. And you said there the that the Nachris is going to be Asura to Ruvain, right? Um, even though, right, Levi, Brother Three, had married a total Nachris, and still she's Asura to Ruven. So Hacha, the Nachris, Habiat Sarah, Akhos Isha. Here, where the Nachris became the co wife of certainly somebody who had previously already been a Achos Isha, Lokalshakane. Wouldn't you say that's obvious that when Shimon dies, she's forbidden to Rubain? Why do we have this second Mishnah? It's obvious. Reuven and Shimon, brother one, brother two, married sisters. So there was never going to be a case where Shimon was going to die, and Ruvain was going to be Miyabim, his right, his his um wife, because all of his wife, by definition, were gonna be tsaras to a sister. So it says, no, Tanahach, Tana Beresha. An amazing formulation of what happened in the Mishnayas Barry. What the Gemara is saying is. This Mishnah that we just read, the second Mishnah, was learned first. And then, And yeah, of course, we said in that case that Reuben can't do yibum. However, right, then we learned the first Mishnah. And we saw, at that point, we thought that the first Mishnah should be permitted if there was just Maimer. We say, in you know, other words, in the first Mishnah where, where brother three died and he never really fully took in the sister as a wife. He only did Maimer. We thought, ooh, Maybe Reuven would actually do Yibum on the Nachris. That's what we thought, and then Bahadur Chazir Sir. And sure enough, we said that no, that even if brother three Levi only did Maimar, Reuven could still uh, not take the Nachri in. Once we learned that Bahadur Chazir once we learned that that was also the Aidi DeChaviva Yeah, we like that one even better than the first Mishnah because that became the Chiddush. And once we loved that Mishnah because it was more mechudishnik, because in fact it means that the brother one can't even take in the nachris if this wife, if his wife's sister were taken in in maimar. Once we learn that, we put that Mishnah first. In other words, we learn that Mishnah second, and we learned that it was a chiddish, so we put it first because we like the chiddish better. And then Mishnah uh, Why do we have to learn second Mishnah? The second Mishnah is redundant, right? But we just left it. <laughs> we left it in. Because we already learned it, so we weren't going to take it out. So it's redundant. And the first one is the Chiddush. The second one, you didn't really learn much. So there you go. So it's the Gemara saying, yeah, you're right. We didn't learn much, but we left it in. So the third. What? Yeah, in the third one. So now we're going to have another case. It says the third case, Mishnah. Same, same case so far. Right? It all starts the same way. With two brothers marrying two sisters and a third mar- marrying a non-sister and then a- ending in tragedy, where Mesa Chan Bala Echaios, childless, is Ishto. Okay, so back to the one uh, the third brother who married the nachris takes in Isto, okay? Good. Umesa Ishto fascinating idea. The second one wife died. Now this is a fascinating idea. So now there's no longer Achos Isto, right? So Reuben, let's say the first brother's right wife died. And now the Nasoi Nachris dies. So, again, so And then the Nasoi Nachris takes his wife in. Then the wife, the second brother's wife, dies. And then the one who married, the Nachris, died. So now you're going to have one guy left, Harezu Asorlaf Alamis, the sister of Ruvain's deceased wife, right? Even though she's not uh, alive anymore, she's going to be forbidden to Ruvain forever. In other words, the question here is not one of Yibum. Don't forget, Ruvain is in a tragic situation. His wife died, and both his brothers died. It happens to be one of his brothers was married to his wife's sister. And the question is, the, the sister that was married to his deceased brother is still alive. Can Rubain marry? Like, everybody died in the family except for the wives of his brothers. They're still alive. And his brothers are dead and his wife is dead. So can, he, can Reuven take the, his wife's surviving sister that was taken by Yubin, by one of his brothers? So if he did, that would be called the hat trick, Andrew. Because that would mean that that sister will have been married to all three brothers if he could take her in, right? Because she was married to his brother and then he died and then she was taken by Yibum by his other brother who was married to Anachris. And so she, was, she went to that brother and now that brother died. So she's been through two brothers already. Can the th- can the third brother take her in his Yibum? Ah, you say he can't because his wife uh, is the Yivama sister. Well, his wife passed away. So when his wife passed away, can he make it a trifecta? Says the Mishnah, no. Ah, fascinating. Guys, she's not usher because of achas ishita. That falls away once his wife dies. This is a separate consideration. This is called a former psul yavama. <laughs> for, once she was puzzled to him. So long, it went, once when his wife was alive, that woman had fallen to him to even mind you, right? Because when the second brother died, either the first brother or the third brother could be her, but for the fact that the first brother was married to her sister, so he never could. At that moment, she was usher to him. Right? At that moment, that, that sister was usher to him. So, that's why she went to Levi in the first place. Then when Levi died, she can never come back, even if the first brother's wife is, is, no longer alive she can't come back there's no more but it is a woman that was once ushered to him as a Yavama anytime that one time which did happen already once I can't say In other words, any time a woman was once usher to you, forever she's called Labanim. It's as if you had a child. Once you have a child, all bets are off. She's an Ach, and therefore she's usher forever. The Gemara asks, My Kamash Alan, what is he telling us? Tanina, raise of shachas. yet we have our Mishnah. So what are you saying, Rav? You're like just repeating our Mishnah? So says the Gemara, you might have thought that in a case where, let's say a case where she was eligible during the first Yibum situation, maybe we mutter, right? There could be a case where Reuben's wife dies after Shimon's death and before Levi's Yibum, right? The, the, the case could have been that she died before the Yibum, and then maybe that, she is waiting. You say the tishneri, kamash malan. In that unique case, even then, Rav is telling you, it would be Asur. So Gemara says, Hanami we're, we already learned this also in the Mishnah. No, we didn't. We're going to. That's Lamed Beis. That's Friday's Mishnah. We had that case. we will have that case, where she is, in fact, in that case, also Asura level love So therefore, what did Rav teach us? So says the Gemara, Yeah, she was at the outset completely rejected in that case because she was an erva to the only yavam around. But whereas in the case where she wasn't completely rejected, right, since she was forbidden to only one of the brothers, right, in the case of the Mishnah, she was forbidden to the whole family. But in our case, of our Mishnah, Levi could and in fact did take her in as Ibum. So she wasn't blacklisted. Right, and therefore, maybe she could. Ema, no. Yeah, you might have thought, since she's fit to be taken in by the one who's the Nasoi Nachris, otherwise known as Levi, otherwise known as Brother Three, that maybe Chaziel Nami Lahai, maybe she's not on the blacklist. Kamash no, she is. That by virtue of the fact that she once fell in Isser to the first brother, she's going to be usher forever. Amazing. Next, Mishnah. Are you loving this, Barry? Isn't this the best? I mean, obviously, these cases are tragic, but the puppets are fantastic. Okay. What happens here? One of the brothers gets actually divorced. All right, well, at least everyone's alive, Barry. All right, so they're divorced. Okay, one of the brothers that's married to the sisters divorced her, okay? And, uh oh, Levi died. The one that was married not to the sister died. Okay. So, ukanso HaMegaresh. Okay, well, either one could have done Yibum, right? In other words, the brother one or brother two could have done Yibum. She's a Nachris. That works. But guess what? Brother one's already married. So, brother two was divorced. So, he said, you know what? I'll take the Nachris. I'll be Miyabim her. She's cool. Okay. So, Ukansa Megarish for Mace. Uh oh. Now he died childless. So he died childless. And so you would think that brother one could take the Nachris, who just fell to him for sure. Says the Gemara, Zuhi, Shaamr and Shemesu, and Nisgars are attained Mutaras. Yes. That actually is a case where in fact the Nachris is mutar to Ruvain. Beautiful. Well, why would you think the Nachris isn't? Well the fact of the matter is, it is true that Shimon, brother two, had once been married to Ruvain's sister, but he no longer is. He was megarisher, and so this is what the Mishnah said. We said this already in Parak Aleph Mishnah Aleph. That if the relationship between again two brothers marry two sisters, if one of the brothers severs the relationship with the sister, either by right and, and uh, either by death or divorce, right? Let's say the sister dies or he gets divorced. So then after that severance, right, he take the the falls to yibum. So then certainly brother one can do yibum on the Nakhris. Okay, that was the case. Now, Tzarasein is going to be uh, ironic here. Right? Because in that case, it's not a real Tzarasein because they never were co-wives. Right? The only way this case worked actually is if the Nachria and the and her co-wife were never actual co-wives. <laughs> and the only reason it works is because they're not co-wives. Because by the time the Nachria came on board, they had already been divorced. Right from the sister, or or died. Right, so the Gemara says, and the Gemara spells this out now. Taima shegiresh Racha kachmeis. it's only because Shimon already divorced the sister, and and then he died. And in other words, he had already divorced the sister, married in Nachriah, and then he died. Aval meis rachak girish uh, asura. How can you die and then divorce after you die? No, that's not what... You don't don't die in in, uh, the afterlife. You don't divorce in the afterlife. No, what he means is, if Levi died, right, and then only after Levi died, Shimon divorced his wife, which is to say, if Shimon only divorced his wife after the Nachriah fell to him, to Yibum, then Asura, obviously, right? And so that is the implication of our Mishnah. That sounds like the Zika makes them Tzaras. In other words, he didn't necessarily even take him into Yibum. But by virtue of the fact that Levi died before Shimon, right, the third brother died before the second brother was married to the sister, already then, those two, the Nachriya and the sister become tsars, and the Nachri will always be also to the first brother. Sounds like there's a zika, even if what? <laughs> Don't forget, brother one is alive throughout this entire Mishnah. So even though the sister fell to two brothers, there still was a zika to both of them, potentially, or at least there was a zika, certainly, to the, brother, to, to, to the second one. The, the first one, there would have been a potential zika, but for the fact that he was married to his sister. So the Gemara says, Rav Ashi, Rav Nachman. Well, that contradicts what we said before. right? Since Rav Nachman made it sound like we need Maimer to get the zika going, now we're back full circle. So he said we need Maimer to get the zika going. This sounds, don't remember Barry, he said that Mishnah was a data point that there is no zika, so is there zika or not? Our initial mission is the talked about Maimar implied no Zika. This Mishnah implied yes Zika. So what do we do? So al who had the The case would be, even if he didn't do maimer, that when he dies, right, the Nahris has to get chalitza but can't be taken Tani And the only reason we said maimer before is La Chamidami We only said maimer not to make any uh, impression of whether there is zika or not but to uh, take out the idea that the Bechami said that it's Konakinian Gomer as we turn to lavender base Konakinian Gomer, right in other words because if it was a Kenyan Gomer, she would be actually Pater LaGamer. she wouldn't even need Khalitsa is the point kamash milan the fact that you in fact require Khalitsa, we are learning over there in that first case of Maimar that is Lokevai Chamai wow so therefore Lord Mahman, why does he say that, that you need Maimar for zika in other words, if Nachman holds that, in fact, you do need, that there is a Zika bond, right, that we learned from, from Daft Lamed. So why do you need Maimar at all? So, right, that would make the inference from Ravashi from would be difficult. And if you're going to say, that the same Allah would apply even if Levi died, and then Shimon divorced his wife, Tzaras and Mutaris, that the Korayv will be mai, right, earlier, we said, Zuhi, this is the case where we said, right, in the very first Mishnah, right, Zuhi, this is the one where once you divorced, right, you, where he divorced her, then you're going, then, then, in, the, in other words, that's where that very first Mishnah in Yibamah is, bringing it all back full circle, that when he divorced her, if he divorced the sister first, then that, Zuhi, that was the case where if the second brother ends up doing Yibam and Nachriya and then he dies, that the first brother can in fact take her in Yibum. So what is it coming to exclude? says the Gemara, the Yeah, it's to the case where the second brother did take Levi's widow Nibum and only then divorced his wife. Right? Wow. So he says, the Amar Tavra. That makes sense. That fits well from Nachman Holtzla who said that it's a contradiction. Because Because obviously, if you say that this is a chiluk in the Mishnai's, that's a machlok estanaim, and therefore there's two different authorships for the Mishnahis. The high ton of Misa ma'palas, the high ton of sovereign is Sumneri right? And there is this concept. What is causing the wife to fall to Yibum? It's a fascinating, fundamental question in Mus, guys. Is it the husband's death? Another way of saying it is, um, is it the husband's death or the original marriage? What does this mean? I'll explain in a second as follows. Zuhi the Mute the When it says Zuhi, it's to be married when he first was machneser and then it was Megarish. So what's going on here? Like this. if you hear me explain Our Mishnah holds that Levi's right, Nahri widow, is permitted to ruvain only if Shimon divorced the erva before marrying Levi's widow. That is what is going on here. Did he have to divorce her? So did he have to divorce her before or did he have to divorce her after? Well, Rava amazingly holds that the erva and the tsara can even coexist as long as they're not tsaras when Shimon died. For example, when he divorced the erva at some point before he died, the nachria mutter. Do you see that? This is an unbelievable chedesh of Rava. I'll go through it really quickly again. Brother two was married to a sister, right? He eventually divorced his sister. But in, in this crazy case, Levi dies. Brother two takes her in. He could do that. He takes the nachria in. The nachria and the sister are not... Related. Then Shimon divorces the sister and then subsequently dies. When he dies, he's only married to nahria Amazingly, Rava holds that Reuven could take the nahria in as zebum. Oh, you could say, well, how could that possibly be? That used to be a tsara to his wife's sister. Doesn't matter. She wasn't a tsara when Shimon died. Shimon divorced her already. Amazingly, Rava holds that that, that that works. So that's what it means. Right? It really, the authorship has the same tana, and, it's, and, and it really is that one leads into the other. And therefore, it, it follows through. Therefore, what are you going to say? According to Ravah Shita, who are we in fact excluding? So he said, "A korcha kerav Yirmiyah No, we have to explain like Rav Yirmiyah. When we say zuhi, has to be like Rav said, and therefore ule Raba hanicha isabel kerav zuhi lemutay meis below gireish. So you have to say that Shimon died without divorcing his wife without taking levies in yibum. El isabel kerav Nachman zuhi lemutay mai. What is it going to be? Mai? a korcha kerav Ashi has to be that he holds like Ravashi. I'll explain. Uh, that last detail outside when we start tomorrow, but at least we made it to the mission in the middle of Lamed Bay's.